Welcome to Your Key to Orlando Real Estate, this brand new podcast brought to you by the experts of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association is your go-to listening for all things home buying and selling. Our podcast will be released on the second Tuesday of every month, and we'll be bringing you what you need to know if you're thinking of buying or selling a home anywhere in this area. Tune in for topics such as qualifying for a mortgage, staging your home to sell, considering new construction options, and so much more. Of course, we'll always take a quick look at the current state of the Orlando market and its influence on buyers and sellers. You can look forward to a new realtor host for each edition of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. There is no denying real estate is hot in Orlando. What could go wrong, right? Well, the market is currently a double-edged sword. While the demand for realtors and homes is high, inventory is limited and home pricing continues to increase. Now, this is something that most realtors are aware of, but what advice can we give to you, the consumer? How is this affecting buyer decisions and how can we act as a resource of information and advice? Stay tuned. We have the key to your success. All right. Uh, welcome, Steve Looper. Today's guest is Steve Looper. He's an amazing agent. He's a veteran of many different markets, which is why I thought it would be great to chat with you because you've been through good markets, you've been through bad markets, everything in between. 17 years. Do I have that right? You do. Yeah, 17 years, believe it or not. Crazy. Time flies. And you're um, not only a top producing realtor, but you are the head trainer for Charles Ruttenberg here in Winter Park, Florida. Is that right? That is correct. I've been the head trainer here for just over two years. Awesome. Well, um, let's get into it. So obviously, uh, we're recording this in April of 2021. And speaking of all different types of markets and crazy markets, this is a really unique time. I mean, it's 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 unlike anything I've ever seen before in a lot of ways. Right. It reminds me of some other markets in a lot of ways. And it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? It's, what do you think about what's you know? Going it's on it's right one now? of those things where I'm um, since I've been in the market for 17 years, I start to see a lot of repeating patterns. Um, mm-hmm. Not everything across the board, but there is some repeating patterns as far as prices. Um, the insanity of lines out the door at open houses or one day on the market and people lined up. I mean, that's kind of reminiscent of what it was Mm -hmm. when I was a realtor in in, uh, 2008. Uh, Those are kind of things I remember seeing and doing and experiencing. So yeah, it's kind of like a deja vu. (laughs) It is weird. I know. And it's even, um, I don't know that I've, I've, I've seen, I mean, I've seen a lot of people sharing on Insta and I've heard it. I right. haven't experienced like a line, but I'm, I'm seeing it. Like everybody's posting it on Instagram where there's 20 people deep just lined out to, yeah. to see a beautiful little house first day on the market. <laughs> right. That was the, that's, I think uh, my experience in um, Maitland in Maitland, mm-hmm. I went to an open house and there was no less than 20, 25 people in the home while the listing agent was just collecting offers People were like, take my deal. And somebody screamed and was like, I'll pay you 300000 right now cash. And it was like, submit your offer, sir. And it was just insanity. <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm like, this is not real life, but it's actually happening. <laughs> well, we've got a list of questions, but I actually, I think that's a perfect segue into one of the questions um, that I want to ask you. Uh, so 
being that it's such a hectic market and it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those markets where you see that that can make people feel, you know, a little bit more anxious. Um, and I know we've talked about some stuff like that. What are, what are some things, um, that buyers should avoid? Let's say they're in that situation. Cause I know we've, we've seen some interesting things and I've seen right. some interesting things. If you're a buyer and you're in that situation and you know, it's super competitive, like what are some things that they so, should avoid doing? For me personally, when um, just that, that very same scenario I was telling you about, the first thing I thought of was I, I got my buyers and I said, listen, let's remove ourselves from this situation because then you start getting into all the hype. Um, mm -hmm. People are like hearing, I'm going to pay this much. I'll pay that much. And it's that, that whole, like uh, going to an auction, that kind mm -hmm. of like uh, high you get from placing an offer and trying to beat the next one. And so I removed my buyers and I said, listen, do not make an emotional decision. So that's the mm -hmm. first thing I would say, be careful of mm -hmm. um, buyers making emotional decisions and they're just kind of falling in love with what they're seeing mm -hmm. instead of thinking financially and starting to make decisions based off of that. Mm -hmm. um, I try to be careful with my buyers of getting attached to something that doesn't even belong to them yet. So that would be something I would stay away from making those emotional decisions. That's, I, and I think that's just such great advice in any market. And it's, it's hard, you know, like we've been through it the is. process ourselves. And even when I, right. was, you know, <laughs> I just purchased something and it was hard because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so emotionally invested, but that's, that's solid advice anytime. And, and I would say I've seen, um, I've seen, I've had uh, some sellers, you know, people will look them up on Facebook and send them, you know, personal notes after, you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since, since you said that, I'm going to interject this because I know you know this, but I, I think saying it, it, it can just, it, it's like you have to hear this story, mm -hmm. but something I would stay away from, and I had a buyer do this, driving past the seller's home over and over again, screaming out the window, accept my offer. It's a bad, it's bad. It just doesn't bad look. It's not a good look. Don't do it. Them. It doesn't end well. So, I mean, that, but that goes back to that emotionally invested part that, yeah. you know, you get emotionally invested and they start to do things that are just behaviors that aren't right. healthy to getting your offer accepted. It makes mm -hmm. you look a little erratic and then it scares the other party. So mm -hmm. being careful about that, I think it's the, the wisest thing we can tell our buyers, just relax it's going to fall into place when it's going to fall into place. You're going to get a home, but mm -hmm. don't force it to happen. If you force it to happen, then there's always going to be those negative regrets. Did I overpay mm -hmm. that buyer's remorse that is going to happen? So, and I think that's working with a good agent. Somebody who knows what they're doing is going to get you away from that situation. They're going to remove right. you from it and going to give you solid advice. Right. And it's so, it's so nice. And even, you know, just having purchased a home and so of course I'm representing myself even then I'm like gosh I wish I had like a Steve to kind of you know, I handled it but but it was you know there's times when you know maybe I showed up to you know measure and the seller was there and he had comments and complaints yep. about my inspection report and you know you have to I have to sort of step back so it's nice that I think it's really so valuable just to have like someone like you or you know any educated realtor that's just going to be that buffer, especially right now when tensions are right. high, let the agent yeah. do that for you. Let them deliver your offer and your message and, 
you know. Well, you brought up a good point. That is such a good point right there. Um, even when I was buying my last home, I always put an agent in between me. And even though I'm a seasoned agent, I always put an agent in between me and the seller if I'm the buyer. And I think the reason I do that is because exactly what I was saying about the emotionally invested part, um, when I'm going to ask for repairs, well, if I'm representing myself and I'm speaking on behalf of myself to the seller, I might say something because I, I want something done. And I always just found that it was easier to pass that on to another agent and let them represent me. And I can remove myself from that situation, allow myself to be the buyer, not the buyer and the agent at the same time. And uh, it's it's worked out really well for me. But that's something I know personally I had to do for myself. Uh, speaking of things that are like that are, you know, best practices, what strategies can buyers implement in a market like this with low inventory, high level of competition right. when it comes to buying or selling a home? So when I was thinking about like what kind of healthy strategies would be good, I kind of started from the very beginning for buyers. And I know this sounds like so elementary, but I think they're good foundation pieces. And the first one would be, first of all, get with an agent, make sure you have someone who is readily available, someone who's a good negotiator, um, because you're going to need that in this market. Secondly, get approved. Get with a lender that can get you approved. Yes. Don't go out like <laughs> willy nilly, right? Uh, and yeah. just start looking at homes because mm -hmm. the market moves so fast. This mm -hmm. is not the type of market where you can say, well, I'm going to look at a home until I find it and then mm -hmm. I'll get approved. It's not the type of market. You can't do that. You mm -hmm. need to have the letter in hand and ready to go. So work with a good solid agent, get approved, um, be ready to act quick. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not the type of market. And I think you can agree with me that this is not sure. the type of the market. After I show you a home, you say, I'm going to go back and I'll think about it for the next couple of days and mm -hmm. I'll let you know if I want to make an offer. It's gone. I can promise you it's gone. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's not it's there anymore. <laughs> and I know these. So agents hearing this might say, wow, those sound so elementary and basic. But that's what you need the fundamentals before you start building on yes. top of that and be ready to go. So when I say that, I think in terms of if I'm calling you as your agent and I said, hey, a house just hit the market, you need to be ready to go at a moment's notice and be ready to jump in the car. And if you're at work, you need to finish the day at have five o'clock. Yeah, have a plan and yeah. be ready to be at that house at six o'clock to look at it. Not, well, let me talk to my husband and we'll get back to you in a couple of days or in a few hours. A few hours mm -hmm. is pending. So mm -hmm. Even though the strategies sound very simple, they are solid foundation pieces in order to get your offer accepted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good point. You know, like you said, have a plan, be ready. You know, if you're, if you're going to think it over. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not the market. And I think too, it's important because it's not always the same way. Cause I know you've heard the same thing where, you know, we say, Hey, here, cause I always tell people, you know, not every seller is going to respond the same way. Some might say, Hey, I right. want, I want to give it the weekend and take offers on Monday and yeah. I'll review everyone's offer. Somebody might say, you know, we've all experienced, Oh, okay. We're just going to take we, a good, a good offer came in. Um, in two hours and we're going to take right. that. So, and, and I like you're saying that, but it kind of goes back to 
um, one of the things we said about behaviors that mm -hmm. buyers should stay away from, and they, it goes with what you're saying right now, is do not be impatient. Do not mm -hmm. be impatient. Don't expect that since you submitted an offer and it was full price, that they're oh, yeah. going to accept it within right. an hour. Right. Like today, it's what we're talking about Friday. So we already know going into this weekend, even if you found the most perfect home for your buyer, they're not going to review offers till Monday. I can promise mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. No matter what you submit or what the terms are, they're going to wait the weekend to see how many offers come in mm -hmm. and then go into a multiple offer situation. So you just have to like plan that. Know if it hits the market Monday, you probably have a higher probability of getting something pending mm -hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But by the time it hits Thursday, if it's coming on the market, you know, they're going to play their odds of playing the weekend to see about mm -hmm. multiple offers. Yeah. And I think either way, like they've got to just be prepared whatever, whatever your best off, don't count on that. They're going to give you another chance to, to oh, no. or approve. If you no. have, I think it's kind of like you have to put your best foot forward right now. Right. Yeah. So. And that's, uh, I mean, I think I told you this, we talked about this the other day, I made an offer and my buyers naturally assumed that the seller was going to do a highest and best. But when I spoke to the listing agent, the listing agent simply said, mm -hmm. listen, it's multiple offers. It's kind of implied that is highest and best. Mm -hmm. Put your best foot forward, submit the best offer possible, and then just wait to see if it gets accepted. So don't yep. assume there's going to be a highest and best round of like the top three offers or something. Right. Right. No, yeah. Don't assume that. Okay. So, so now since we're talking about, you know, sellers and how, you know, obviously they can choose to respond in different ways. If you're advising a seller, uh, in your opinion, how can sellers best maximize the opportunities of today's hot market? Right. So, I mean, the first thing I would say is don't procrastinate, right? This was a good start for this. Do not procrastinate. Don't think that if you hold your property and sell it in six months, you're going to definitely get more. We can't, we're not, we're not fortune tellers, right? We can't predict <laughs> what the market's going to do, but what right. we can do as as seasoned and educated agents is we can tell you what the market's doing at this very right moment. And right now the market's blowing up. It's just yeah. insanely hot. So don't over, don't grossly overprice a listing mm -hmm. because you think it's a hot market. You're going to get everything. Um, and, and that is happening. I don't know if you're seeing that, but I'm seeing some, not a lot, mm -hmm. but some homes that are grossly overpriced. Mm-hmm. And they're just playing the market. They're hoping that someone's just going to come in and love it. And they're going to just buy it and pay full price in cash. You know, when you see those homes that are still sitting and someone's saying, why is this home on the market still? It's 45 days in mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. I can promise you I'm going to run the comps. It's too high. It's they're even pushing it for this market, which mm -hmm. is insane. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's that's kind of a good point because, you know, even right now, you can still push the market a little bit, but you want to yeah. have a realistic price, like a good price. That's going to give you right. more competitive offers. That's going to give you more like a, a likelihood yeah. for a bidding war and competition versus, you know, it's almost counterintuitive. Some people think, well, I want to overprice it and leave people room to negotiate. But I find right. it's better when it's priced more realistic, right? You're going to get more. Right. And I, I think it's like what we can both agree on is that it, it, this is the market to reach. You mm -hmm. should reach a little bit. Why not test the market? But testing the market doesn't mean listing your house 40,000 over, right? Mm -hmm. That's not testing the market. 
you're just trying to grossly overprice it and you're hoping you're going to be like the the chupacabra you're going to be the the fluke <laughs> that sells and it's just not a thing it's not going to yeah. happen no yeah. one's going to do it and if nothing else it's going to make buyers shy away from your property so stay away mm -hmm. from doing that don't have expectations that are greater than what your property actually puts out. There's a lot of sellers who will say, well, my property is the best thing ever. Well, sure, mm -hmm. everybody feels like their property is the best, just like everyone feels like my kid's the smartest kid in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, come on, it's, it's just, it's not the case, right? right? So, you know, they need, but that that kind of steers us back to making sure you pick your pick and align yourself with an agent who's going to help you. So you need an agent who's going to be honest with you, who's going to say, listen, your property is great, but I've seen better. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to get a fair value for this home, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. And you want to pair yourself up with someone like that. You don't want someone who's going to cater to you, especially if you're, you're, you're exhibiting behaviors that are not going to be productive, even in this market. You need you need a, you need somebody honest but fair. It's the same. It's the same way if you're going shopping. You don't want the friend that's going to tell you everything <laughs> looks good on you. You need somebody that's going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be like, yeah, Christina, put those heels on. Oh my god, they look disgusting <laughs> <laughs> under my breath. And then I'm like, no, they look great on you. <laughs> yeah. So you need somebody honest and fair. Yeah. All right, we got a couple of two more questions. We're going to hand sure. up. We got about five minutes left. Um, so Let's do it. outside of price. Because it's not just price. What offer strategies can buyers use to strengthen their offers besides just increasing right. the offer price? So um, one of the things we've been talking a lot in training classes is, and I'm sure you've heard this, escalation clauses, right? You're seeing them more and more and more. That kind of goes back to price. I know that. But that is an important factor right now. So beyond escalation clauses, Think about the terms within the contract. You got to tighten your timelines. Um, also, at the same point, don't give unrealistic expectations. I'm seeing offers come in and they're saying 20 days for closing. Well, I mean, that would be rare. Don't off, don't overextend yourself by saying you can do something that you really can't mm -hmm. do. Um, because this is the type of market to be careful of. You might get a seller who's going to accept a 20-day closing, but they're not going to give you an extension. And then your escrow goes firm and you lose it. So you got to mm -hmm. be careful. Um, mm -hmm. I would say tighten your timeline on inspections. Mm -hmm. um, be careful about the repairs you're going to ask for. Don't ask for frivolous repairs. Think about the loan condition repairs. You know, don't be the party who's like, well, the paint's scuffed up. We want you to paint, mm -hmm. repaint the, the garage. That would probably be very dangerous to do, um, especially if you're trying to make your offer look the best. And the last thing I would say is, um, and I've told you this in the past, we're getting a lot more offers that are coming in and they're exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So now I'm finding older and seasoned agents actually interviewing the buyer's agent. And that would be something that we as agents, we could be the ones who actually get our deal accepted, not just the terms of the contract, mm -hmm. especially if you have an agent who's wanting to find out, are you a seasoned agent? Do you know what you're talking about? Do you know how to fix problems when they come up in the, the deal? Or mm -hmm. are you going to be someone who's going to flake and you don't have the experience behind you or you don't have a strong broker who's going to be able to back you as a new complete? agent? Is the offer yeah, is your offer um, someone things out or turn right. And someone out. brought up to me the other day. Um, you didn't. They they liked my offer because I didn't stick a bunch of verbiage in the contract on page oh, eleven. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And they were, they noted that a lot of agents are filling page 11 with a bunch of frivolous verbiage and it scares the other party. They start Mm -hmm. talking about appraisals and they start talking about repairs and they almost seem like they're functioning as an attorney. And we got to be careful as agents not to be doing that, Mm -hmm. but keep the contract simple. Keep the contract simple. Don't overdo the contract. Don't scare the other party. So that's how they got. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, in terms of the sellers, um, what are they, you know, just to kind of wrap it up, what are they looking for? So if they're looking for an offer, I know it's kind of touching on what we just talked about. If you're a seller and you're looking at, let's say you have three offers, you know, you're going to be looking for things like that, right? Like what's the most complete? What are the timelines? I mean, what are the sellers? I think most of the sellers I'm seeing right now, Christina, is that they're looking for, if I'm going through the contract escrow, the first thing they want strong escrows. Most of the age, most of the deals I'm doing right now are most of the sellers I've worked with. They want strong escrows, a thousand dollars. Most of them feel like that's just not enough to beat the other offers. Um, would I be careful about the amount I put in escrow? Absolutely. That's something mm-hmm. we've always got to be careful of if you're yeah. really looking out for your client. Um, but think about the escrow. Think about how long you're taking to put escrow in. I saw mm-hmm. someone the other day ask for four days. Why would you accept that as a seller? I would want no more than two days, right? Because there's not a reason why it would take so long to get escrow submitted. Mm -hmm. Um, When I see that, it naturally implies that maybe the buyer is playing the field. They're looking for other properties. Tighten Mm -hmm. the timelines. It all goes back to tightening timelines. Tighten timelines on inspections. And then Mm -hmm. lastly, if you're getting those deals, like you were saying about price, they're coming in way over list. Sellers are naturally going to be looking for appraisal. Are they looking for an appraisal contingency or are they waiving their their appraisal? And that could be something, I mean, we could have a whole conversation just about that because we're mm-hmm. getting a lot of deals that might come 20,000 over list. But if it's got an appraisal contingency attached to it mm-hmm. and they're not willing to pay the money, the difference, then it's almost pointless, right? It's mm-hmm. almost pointless. Mm-hmm. So those are things sellers are really looking for. Yeah, I, I think those are all great, great points. I mean, it's like you said, it's it's a unique market, but there's still some echoes it of is. the past and people just have to be calm, have a plan, you know, right. get with a, get with a realtor. And Yeah. And I think the last that I could leave you with is saying that, you know what you said that it does echo the past. The things that we can be happy about is we don't have the financing like we did last time. Mm-hmm. We don't have yeah. to worry about the crazy mortgages. Um, I think personally, and I don't know how you feel about this. I think there's more cash that's being used in our market today mm-hmm. versus 2008. It was all financing. Now we're seeing people bring cash to closing to pay those things cash. down. Yeah. And that's a good thing. These are all good signs that agents can be happy about because we're not going to see a repeat in those terms of people overpaid with extended mortgages. They had fluctuating mm-hmm. an arm or they had interest only. We're not going to see that. And you're not going to feel the negative wave because of that. So I think it's a great market. It's a market that we just got to work really hard and take advantage of and get out there and help buyers and sellers. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get some more inventory. We need a little bit. I know just, just one or two good ones is what I need right now. (laughs) List your house. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I want you to put your house on the market today. It's the beauty. That's number one piece of advice. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it, this has been great. I loved meeting with you today. And as always, it's, it's always uh, amazing talking to you and having a good laugh.
All right. Thank you so much, Steve. All right. Thanks again. Now, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the housing market. According to our most recent data from March 2021, a big concern for buyers is the limited number of homes available for sale in Orlando. To better understand the current housing market, we need to travel back to March 2020 to compare. I know I would love to forget this time too, but let's take a look. Compared to the same month in 2020, the number of homes on the market is down 61%. A total of 4,268 homes were sold last month, a tally that is 33% more than this time last year. So less homes for sale and more sales. The median price of an Orlando home sold in March was $285,000, which is a 12% increase compared to the same month last year. Great news for sellers. With 16% fewer properties available and 2,878 homes listed for sale, the big question still resides on, will inventories continue to decrease and demand continue to rise? Stay tuned, listen in, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest market trends. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review the Your Key to Orlando Real Estate Podcast and tune in for episodes on the second Tuesday of every month.